This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi, and welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jackson, and today we're going to be talking about effective feedback and how to provide that to our students. Uh, Now, I think we all know that uh, feedback is really important. According to Hattie's research, after analysing over 800 other studies on teaching and learning, feedback was found to be one of the most effective teaching activities when it's done appropriately. When it's not done appropriately, it's actually one of the least effective teaching strategies. So many of us provide feedback to students that is often ignored, particularly on assessment tasks. We like have the students submit it. We'll spend a lot of time going through, giving them lots of comments and all those types of things. But then we give when we give the task back, particularly if we give it back with a mark on it, the students tend to ignore the feedback and look at the mark. And if even if the mark's not there, they still will generally just kind of look through the feedback and go, okay, that was okay, or they might not even read it at all. Beyond that, you might be one of the better teachers who has your students provide drafts and you might be providing feedback on drafts, or maybe you're just providing feedback in the general learning that's happening in your classroom as you walk around, helping your students to get the work done that they're doing and giving them strategies for what they might do next time. Some of you also might be a bit like me. Uh, I love using technology to provide feedback. It saves me a lot of time. So I might use quizzes such as Kahoot or Google Forms. I might use Socrative or Quizlet if I want to gamify it a bit more. And that's really useful because it provides students that feedback straight away, whether or not what they've provided in terms of content is correct or incorrect. It's not so good for the higher order thinking, but for that basic have they got the content, I actually find quizzes and using technology to be very effective. But is our feedback generally effective? Are we actually providing what students need? Are we improving the learning of our students? And what's more, are we helping them to develop a love for learning? That whole idea of providing feedback on their assessment task with their mark is really one big example of feedback that is not having a huge effect on our students' learning. So let's talk about some effective feedback strategies. So first of all, feedback must be future-focused and goal-orientated. I spoke in previous episodes about the need to have learning goals and maybe some sub-goals for those big learning goals for your students and how each of those goals is really a stepping stone on the way to that big goal, which allows them to be focus points for feedback about where your student was, where they are currently, Uh, where they're headed to that big goal and then what they need to do next to get there. So an example of what future-focused feedback might look like or sound like could be I might provide feedback to my student and say, you can identify all the bones and muscles. Well done. Two weeks ago, you could not do this. Uh, This is great progress as we move towards being able to analyze movements. That's our big goal. Next, we need to work on being able to describe different joint movements and muscular contractions. So there you have where they were, which was they didn't know how to identify the bones two weeks ago. Where they are currently, they can identify the bones. Our big goal being able to analyze movements. And then our next step, so being able to describe the different joint movements or describe the different muscular contractions. Now, feedback should also focus on one thing that they can improve next time they do something similar. And one of the reasons why feedback on assessment tasks does not work so well is because when we provide it, it's often focused just on that task. It's not focused on what can they do better for their next assessment task or as they move forward in their learning. It tends to focus on what they should have done previously. And that 
in terms of feedback is uh, not very effective. So if you, you should be looking forward, looking at that goal or looking at the next kinds of activities that are coming up and what they might be able to do. So an example of what that might sound like is you might tell your student that next time they critically evaluate a topic, that they should make sure that they set up clear criteria to use in the actual evaluation. So if they want to critically evaluate, anytime that's going to come up in their future, they need to make sure they're using good criteria to do the evaluation. Now, we also should be making sure we provide lots of positive feedback. I tend to advise around five to one. That comes out of a book by Hattie and Yates, uh, Visible Learning and the Science of How We Learn. And that's because really it's about that one step forward. It's, it's really about what do they need to do next. If you provide too many negatives, too many steps, they get overwhelmed by that. Now, another thing we should do when we're providing feedback is that we should make sure that our feedback is actually specific to the level at which our students are at in terms of the content that we're looking at. So if the topic is new to the student, then we should probably be focusing more on whether or not the content that they've given us is correct or incorrect, making sure they've got that base level knowledge of you know, that understanding and that recall. That's where you're going to focus on when the content is new to the students. If they know the content, so they've they've kind of done you know you may have done a formative assessment or something and seen that actually they already have a good understanding of the content then you should start to focus on how they relate the content and the processes that they are using to apply that content to critique the content or using the content to critique other content or if they need to be creative with it so you're really starting to give feedback about what it is that they're doing in terms of connecting ideas and whether or not they can actually go a bit further, uh, maybe you need to give them a bit more advice on how they compare and contrast. So an example that I might say to my student is when comparing and contrasting, try using words such as in contrast or similarly in your uh, essay or in your assessment task and then contrast each aspect in its own paragraph. Uh, so that feedback is very specific. It's also future focused because any time that they're going to be doing any kind of compare and contrast, they can use this information. And I want my students to be developing language and developing the skills around what they're doing with that content. So helping them to understand that they actually need to have some kind of system in place. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm helping them with their system. Finally, if the students are quite skilled in this area, so if they've got the content and they're able to apply it quite willingly and quite well, the feedback should then shift from being on the content or being on the processes in what they're doing with the content, actually start to help them to become more self-sufficient in checking their own work, helping your student to be able to do some self-evaluation. And so, you know, if that's an assessment task, it's helping them to have a look at the marking criteria and check their own work. Maybe you've got an example that they can have a look at and they can compare that and go, okay, have I actually got done well here? So for example, you might provide feedback to a student and say, hey, have a look at this example here and here's the success criteria or the marking criteria that goes with that and then ask the student to make a list of things that they could improve for next time. So that is they're going to have a look, sample answer or an example of what it might look like in terms of their success in learning, have a look at the success criteria for their learning and then sit there and go okay how have I met this so ticking it off and how have I missed it and which bits have I missed and make a list and then they can go back and fix that up themselves or maybe you might ask them a question and say can you tell the difference between example a and example b which would you say is more successful and why 
Those types of questions help the student to become more independent in their learning so that they can really critique their own work uh, and develop their own learning. And that's really the end goal of your process with what you're teaching your students in terms of them getting the content being able to apply. You actually want to get them to the point where they are skilled enough where they can actually teach themselves because I'm trying to develop lifelong learners in my classroom and I know that the ability to be independent in checking whether or not you've learned something is one of those skills that they need to help them to continue to learn in their future. So I want you to just during your lessons today, maybe tomorrow as well, maybe you could do the whole week, I want you to seek opportunities to provide future focused feedback for your students based on their learning goals. Okay, I want you to remember where they are, where they have come from, where are they heading and what are they doing next? And then make sure that your feedback is appropriate to where your student currently is. So are they new to the content? Tell them if it's right or wrong. Are they familiar with the content? Help them with the processes around what they're doing to relate and connect ideas or critique them. And if they are competent with the content, help them become independent learners. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.